just the volume.
This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Hope everybody got some rest after last night's celebration. Warlord missing out on the uh, on the striking of the midnight here on the East Coast. Like, what a wuss, already in bed by that time. You missed out on Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus, who were fan-fucking-tastic. Bringing in uh, 2023 like a wrecking ball. Did that, and then I will always love you. Let us ride up to... It wasn't midnight. It was... And even Curiouser said the same thing to me. Because she was watching NBC in there on the TV. And she was like, I don't think that was at midnight. I think it was already midnight by the time they were like, five, four. I think that occurred as well. I made a video about it that I put on TikTok where I was like, the actual time. Comparison to my coverage. I lied though. I didn't look up what the actual time was. But this show is called the fucking Troll Patrol. Now, while I try to be accurate with the information that I, I relay to you people, when I say you people on social media, asshole right-wingers get really upset. What do you mean by you people? Warlord's trying to make COVID happen. We've, we've moved past COVID. There's no COVID going on. War Machine, good evening. Warlord, good evening. We're gonna we're gonna make Warlord and War Machine battle it out. <laughs> Tones, I love you. How are you, my friend? I hope you had a spectacular New Year's. Let me let me hit you with this New Year's related meme. As for you, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're a jerk. 2023, looking around. Hey, I've only been here a few minutes. What's going on? high enough for this shit. Oh, the music stopped. I had the music off last night for the Miley Cyrus. I reset the playlist. I did I did indeed want to use the graphics another day. Maybe that was last last night's stream was because I wanted to use the graphics two days in a row. I worked really hard on the New Year's graphics to only use them once. And that countdown, I'll probably change my graphics and my look again by next year so I won't be able to use that countdown again. To the lightning and the thunder. Now I'm going to be singing fucking uh, uh, Imagine Dragons. Why the fuck would that be my New Year's resolution? I think I'm a perfectly nice person. Uh, I just have a, a low tolerance for bullshit and idiots. Speaking of which, let's talk about let's talk about some idiots. I want to share a comment that I got on the YouTube. Andrew Tate fans, it took it took a couple of days. Well, I mean, have you tried not being a fucking idiot? Right wingers are goddamn morons. But I don't call people idiots because I don't like them. Cotton mouth, in effort. Got a cotton mouth in ever up in here. I'm trying to get some cotton mouth.
Oh, Andrew Tate fans are totally sensitive. So, so many of them tried to criticize me by saying that I wasn't fair enough to Andrew Tate or that I, I didn't tell the whole story, which I thought was odd. This one dude named Greg, fucking Greg. <laughs> Learn your role, son. Greg, uh, he wanted to criticize me and my my journalism. So he said, it's, and I was like, I do a news show, mother. Like, why was I? I was piling on to Andrew Tate, and I'm like, well, I do a news show, and like that was in the news. He's like, it's beyond just news when you start providing your opinion. I worked in media, and we would call what you do editorial. Get it together. Greg, Greg, son, I'm a comedian on YouTube who does reaction content. I give my opinion and make jokes. Never have I pretended to be anything else. I do a fucking show with a goddamn troll head as a logo. Are you fucking stupid? Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Greg doesn't have a point. Me giving my opinion is what I do. I'm not a news program. I am a news reaction program. Simp, good evening. You're just a fucking idiot, DM. <laughs> do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? But hey, you made the best of. You made the best of the Troll Patrol for 2022. Now, granted, it was a nine-hour fucking show, but you made the best of. Probably not the probably not the time that you would want to make the best of. Of all the times I talked to you, probably that time is your least favorite. But I did it. <laughs> oh god damn. I get such a kick in like So I used to troll people on Facebook and shit, but now I don't really have to. If I make a video that the chuds don't like, my god do they ever flood my comments. I if I make fun of Steven Crowder or Matt Walsh, Andrew Tate apparently Holy fuck. Danzig46. Good evening, my friend. Thank you for being a freaking follower. My apologies to everyone who I didn't give a shout out to, but my, my shit wasn't working. I'm not, I'm not hearing it. Are you guys hearing a Randy Savage? Is it going, ooh, yeah. I am not hearing that shit, but oh well. At least it's showing up on screen. We're having issues with the stream elements or something. Paul Bland. Good evening. Thank you for being a freaking follower. For those of you who are new here, my name is Justin Freak, and we do a news rundown show Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to find out what that news be doing here in just a second. It's going to be a little more laid back of a show because it's technically a holiday. I might even use the graphics again tomorrow because in the U.S., the observed New Year's holiday is actually Monday. So I spent a lot of time on the fucking graphics and the troll head with the, with the New Year's uh, hat on. Buddy. Like, you saying that it's a child porn movie 
is, is you straw manning your opponent. I I'm trying to help you, DM. Like there's straw manning that's creating a bullshit argument to make your opponent look bad. Then there's still manning that's being as charitable as you can to your opponent. You are fond of the straw man. Did you defend a child porn movie? No, I did not defend a child porn movie. Holy shit. I accurately described the premise of the Cuties movie, which uh, uh, right-wingers have been quick to slander because they think that uh, that's an easy W for them. All they got to do is say Cuties and they win or some shit. When in reality, that's a biographical story. The director... Won all kinds of awards for it, too. This wasn't a controversial movie until right-wing propaganda and Puritan assholes got a hold of it. Now, granted, there is a commentary to be had about Netflix and a disgusting marketing campaign. But the movie itself uh, was about not sexualizing children and how her upbringing was fucked up. Once again, this is a French movie where sexuality is not taboo. And there is nudity on the TV that the children watch and consume. They aren't repressed like you, DM. So there's a lot of nuance to this conversation that you leave out because you are a, a dishonest piece of shit. And a lot of times, instead of uh, explaining that over and over again... I just call right-wingers morons and move the fuck on because we're going to find out what that news be doing. I probably fucked that up, but maybe I got close to it. Good evening, my friend. I think I was trolling in a... Is that really? I mean, fair assessment. This is, this is pretty astute on their part to come in here and be like, well, that's a fucking junkie. I don't know if junkie is the word. I don't know, like, is, is, am I a pot junkie? I guess. Is that a thing? I need a precising definition on exactly what a junkie is. It, it, it has a pejorative connotation to it, that's for fucking sure. Man, I had this dude on, on on Twitter. He said the like it was it was like a gish gallop of big words to try to sound uh uh smart. And I was like, well let's hone in on this. Exactly what do you mean by this phrase? Clinically, good evening. So glad to see you, my friend. Hope everybody had a fantastic New Year's. I loved the song. Like after I let, if, if you're watching on YouTube and you didn't get to continue with us, uh, I had sausage balls, spinach dip, macaroni and cheese. There was all kinds of of fantastic fare for me. The kitchen. I ate on stream. I usually don't do that, but I ate sausage. But I put balls in my mouth on stream. That VOD doesn't exist. But I've got the I've got the twitched program twitched. It's the twitched. I've got the twitched programmed. 
Nuke the VOD whenever I change it to just chatting. Love you guys. I had fun uh, hanging out doing New Year's with you. I like listening to live music. Any chance I can take to listen to live music on stream, that's always a plus. Usually it's really shitty shit like the Summit of the Americas. We watch that shit. I was so bored by that concert until we got to, uh, uh, I was getting ready to say Easy e Sheila E. <laughs> Easy e Zombie Easy e came out on stage. Gave a hell of a fucking performance. Sheila E. Like, we sat through, because, like, Biden gave a speech, and it was a whole bunch of bullshit. We watched the Summit of the Americas. And then Sheila E. was the, the last, and I think she did Come Together. I think that was the song, like, that was the first song she did. And boy, did she ever fucking rock it. It was worth watching that, that boring-ass bullshit for Sheila E. I should have put that on the best of 2022. What the hell is wrong with... I, nine hour, I did a nine-hour fucking special. And I left off the fucking surf shouting me out. Voosh shouting me out. I left off Sheila E. at the Summit of the Americas. God damn. I didn't put enough thought into that. But I also didn't... I forgot about the Sheila E. thing until just now. Because that was earlier. I think that was like back in January, February or something. Not high enough for this shit. It's time to find out what that news be doing. Let me give you a rundown. I haven't even told you what we're going to be talking about tonight. Starting off the show, I got good news. I got bad news. I'm going to let you guys pick. This is very, usually, I'm very particular. The show is the show is put together. I don't stray from my format. Tonight, choose your own adventure for you fucks because it's New Year's. You get a. You, do you want the good news? Or you want the bad news first? You got two different men being sworn in. One you're going to be happy about, another one not so happy about. Want the good news, you want the bad news, you pick. We're going to talk about storms in California, which it might be the fucking end times. Let's not be surprised if the four horsemen of the apocalypse streak through the fucking sky. Storms, floods, earthquakes in California. Maybe Tool was right. They're going to fall into the fucking ocean. I apparently didn't stay with New Year's Eve coverage long enough because a a story that possibly could have warmed our hearts last night I cut away from too fast. A <laughs> Apparently a man attacked some cops with a machete. Sounds wholesome and based to me. But he might have also been a Muslim terrorist and wrote a disturbing manifesto. Those things can can both be true at the same time. <laughs> oh, God, I'm cracking myself up tonight. I'm sorry. I was, he was kicking authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? I've got a friend who's got a friend named Austin Bennett. 
And I saw him say the other day, like, he'd had a bad 2022. And I was like, well, I know an Austin Bennett that had a worse 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on crack tonight. I was on crack. Right. Right. (laughs) Tones, did I tell you good evening? I love you so much. Oh, like, I'm sad you weren't here with us for music last night. I I feel like Molly... So, uh, it was a... It was a New Year's that seemed like it was, like, tailor-made for a Justin Freakin'. It, like, Miley Cyrus, David Byrne, Sia. Like, what the fuck? Like, those are, like, my favorite fucking artists. Now... Phew... Uh, like, C and David Byrne didn't sound good together. I've, I've got to admit that that didn't that didn't come off well. Um, everyone was a little upset about the, you know, they did a David Bowie song leading up to Midnight. After Midnight, they did one of, like, the newer David Byrne songs, Miley and David Byrne did. I think it was after I was off stream, but I was still watching it. And, like, that was way better. That was because he was doing a David Byrne song. Oh, cool, 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 Tones. I, I hope you are, I hope you are feeling better. I just, I just got my hair stuck. In my- oh, my God. Um, maybe I'm too stoned for this tonight. Like, maybe I just need to wrap it up. Good night, everybody. Professional, we'll see this through. <laughs> oh god, suspect was fastidious. I love that word. It was in the story. The suspect was fastidious. We're gonna talk about that. I'm not. Am I gonna? Am I even gonna uh, preview any more of it? I'm just gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave it with that. The suspect was fastidious. We're gonna talk about a woman who killed her dad and sister. Uh, apparently, she was an influencer named Nikki Secadino. Secadino. There's a few there's a few caveats to this story. The right wing is latching on to it. Uh, she might have uh, she might have killed her abusers. Uh, other people are are like kind of lionizing her because she's she's a trans woman and she's very attractive. She was trying to be a model when she was Graham influencer. So there's some discourse about like people are, are fighting people on the left, like oh you shouldn't lionize her and make a make a hero out of her. What she did was bad, but she might have killed her abusers and she might have been based. Like I don't like I'm just giving you the news. I sprinkle some opinion in, but I feel like a situation like that is really complex. And I ain't taking like, I ain't taking no sides on nothing. There are points to be made on on looking at it both ways. Maybe that maybe that's a shit move on my part, but this isn't a this isn't an issue. This isn't like you know fascism versus democracy. We're taking a side, uh, or not taking a side, is detrimental and actively 
impeding people's rights. Something where where how you view a subject, uh, you know, I can I can see both sides of it. I I I encourage people to defend themselves. Also, like I'm kind of a pacifist. People are dying over dumb shit. That's what the I can't find the full comments. The right I, I saw several right wingers share it out. It is the mayor of Baltimore in response to the shooting of a seven year old boy. More than three hundred and thirty homicides in the city of Baltimore. The mayor responded by saying people dying over dumb shit. And he ain't wrong. A pharmaceutical executive commits suicide. Now on its on the surface. On the surface, that sounds like a very celebratory story, but it's really fucked up. It's a really fucked up story. I had no clue who this woman was. It even involves Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. This is a, this is, this is a crazy one, but it's it's kind of dark. But all in all, a pharmaceutical executive committing suicide. Pretty good on on the surface. Also got video of a cop slamming a kid to the ground in Broward County, Florida. Then we're going to get to the political section. Governor Asa Hutchinson went on the Sunday shows this morning. And uh, I do believe he's running for president. I'm I'm just a dumb political commentator on the YouTube, but I think he's running for president. (laughs) And you'll see why when we get to it. A pastor attacked Trump for being too nice to gay people. I'm going to show you footage of Rudy Giuliani at Mar-a-Lago as well as some of Trump's speech from Mar-a-Lago. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? No loss indeed. However, it's a dark fucking story to get there. Borg, good evening. That's we're, We'll get to what she did, and that's why like, it's definitely going to be a content warning. Pastor attacked Trump for being too kind to gay people. That happened. I'm showing, I'm going to show you video of it later. Tulsi. Tulsi is going to tell us her winner for 2022. And you're going to laugh. Holy shit. Are you going to laugh? Oh, and I've got the we've got uh, like another seven or eight minutes of news bloopers. We didn't we didn't finish them last night because I wanted to hurry up and get to Miley Cyrus. Not hurry up. We were running late. I was hoping we would get through the show in two and a half hours, and we did not. So I had to cut news bloopers short. We'll pick back up where we left off. About eight minutes of the best news bloopers of 2022. And if we get to the end, and you guys like you want to watch all the news bloopers, we can watch all the news bloopers. Your YouTube gets the longest commercials now? Oh, I'm sorry you're getting commercials, War Machine. I have tried. I need to look into it. I have tried to see if I can do the commercials on YouTube the way I do on Twitch. 
play them all during my commercial break. Whose hoodie? I mean, is it like a Trump hoodie or something? It's like a Let's Go Brandon hoodie. I want, like, I want to be able to, like, because you're like, I do control the ads to an extent, but, like, it's kind of more of an on-off switch on YouTube. I don't have as much control over them as I do on Twitch. Or the live stream. A Godzilla guy. Okay, those are kind of cool. And speaking of which, like, that's a story that, like, I had in the in the well of stories that I was looking at to possibly cover tonight. Uh, uh, like, half the country now has, like, open carry. Like, okay, so Porg, I can't, I, I, I have no clue. I read, I have read that he, uh is in the pokey for 30 days and that seemed to come from a Romanian police press release this whole Andrew Tate thing so here's where I'm at at this point in time I'm not going and doing the digging and finding out about it because it's just not worth it to me so I kind of know what I skim over I've seen that I saw a clip of him on Tucker Carlson, but I do not think that was now. Oh, I'm sure it's completely overpriced. Uh, And, like, when it comes to that concealed hoodie, it's super fucking cool. You should, like, sew one yourself. You can get, like, a really cheap fucking hoodie. Like, you don't even have to be a cheap. You can get a nice fucking hoodie. Get you a fucking Carhartt or something. And sew the motherfucker in there. (laughs) Do not pay the enormous markup for some fucking... Probably comes from a right-wing survivalist company. They they are good with their uh, social marketing campaign, or they hired somebody that's good with it. God damn. Hey, they've been on fire. I would give Jerry's Pizza a chance. I mean, like, Andrew Tate tried to make him out to not be, but like, I'll only eat pizza if it's from a non-recycled point. What an alpha male move. That's so stupid. Did I finish talking about all the stories? Yeah, I did. Let's find out what that news be doing. Did anybody, did anybody say, did anybody say I didn't, um... Uh, Sky Comet, good evening. Simp, how did I find Goat versus Fish? They were just on, like, I just saw, like, suggested channel for you, Goat versus Fish. And I just raided into him one night because that was funny to me. And I fucking love that motherfucker. I'm going to ask him to be a co-host on the Friday Night Freak Show sometime. He's a comedian. Like, I've, I've, I've watched his other shit, too. Did anyone say, uh, did anyone say, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Good news or bad news? You get a pick. This is choose your own adventure tonight. Told you guys that at the beginning of the rundown because I was hoping I'd get an answer. <laughs> I so stoned I almost forgot about it. 
You want the good news first? You want the bad news first? Bad news. Bad news. Bad news happened on Thursday. Kind of flew under the radar because, you know, we've been having holiday. We've been having holiday over here in the United States. So it's really flown under the radar that the new prime minister of Israel is the old prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. Passed a resolution asking the International Court of Justice for its opinion on legal... Sorry, doing some bullshit. ...Israel's occupation of the Palestinian territories. Benjamin Netanyahu accused the global body of distorting historical facts. In a video message, the Israeli Prime Minister called the UN decision despicable and uh, said that this, his country was not bound by it. Now, the UN General Assembly vote has come as a challenge to Netanyahu, who took oath as head of his government just last week. Netanyahu's coalition government has set settlement expansion as a priority in their agenda. His coalition government includes parties who want to annex... Pax, good evening. Simba, good evening. כמו מאות ההחלטות המעוותות נגד ישראל, שהתקבלו בעצרת הכללית של האו"ם במהלך השנים, כמה ההחלטה הבזויה שהתקבלה היום לא תחייב את ממשלת ישראל. העם היהודי... או, עכשיו אני רואה את הסאבטייטלס, סליחה, מה רע? ההחלטה הבזויה שהתקבלה היום לא תחייב את הכללית של האו"ם. Over the years, the despicable resolution that was passed today will not bind the Israeli government. The Jewish people are not occupiers in their own land and are not occupiers. On Friday, the UN General Assembly resolution called on the International Court of Justice to render... Yeah, I was waiting for a voiceover. That's... ...on Israel's prolonged occupation, settlement and annexation of the Palestinian territory. The vote also called for an investigation into Israeli measures aimed at altering the demographic composition, character and status of the holy city of Jerusalem and said Israel has adopted discriminatory legislation and measures. The Palestinians welcomed the UN resolution in which 87 members voted in favor of adopting the request, while Israel, the United States and 24 other members voted against it. Israel the West Bank to be disputed territory and has built dozens of settlements that are now home to roughly 500,000 Jewish settlers. The ICJ last issued an advisory opinion on the conflict in 2004 when it ruled that an Israeli separation barrier was illegal. Israel had rejected that ruling, accusing the court of being politically motivated. I, they are indeed politically motivated, but like the politics of finding a peaceful solution, the politics of holding people account. Now, for more on this, we're being joined by Amichai Stein. Holding people to account. Coming to us from Jerusalem. Now, Stein is a diplomatic correspondent at Israel Can TV. Thank you for being with us. Exactly, Pax. Also, did I tell you good evening? I'm stoned. I don't remember. ...against Israel at the ICJ and also Israel condemning the UN General Assembly vote. So, first of all, it's the first diplomatic test for the new Netanyahu government, the new right-wing Netanyahu government. You know, the question after this decision is, first of all, will Israel retaliate against the Palestinians in some kind of sanction because they are behind this move and decision. And the second one is, will Israel call, for example, 
old uh, ambassador of the countries who supported uh, this resolution <coughs> to summon them to the foreign office. So, so these are the diplomatic questions. Now, the decision itself, we must understand, is now going to the international court, meaning it will take time until we will see a final um, statement or decision regarding this issue if Israel is an occupier in the West Bank or is a temporary or things like that. So it will take time. But it's the first, let's say, dice in the domino that might affect Israel diplomatic relations in a few years because this is going to be on the court's table. And you might see, for example, times that Israel right-wing government will conduct several things inside the West Bank, which will Im implicate how fast or how intensive will be the court's um, use of this kind of thing. And will it move faster or move slower? You might see things here on the ground in the West Bank influencing things in Hague. We are now available in your country. Download the app now. Get so basically Netanyahu is saying he is going to ignore you because of course the UN resolution isn't binding. They're going to continue to build settlements in the West Bank. And my guess would be that they're going to ramp up construction. So that was the bad news. Now we hit you with the good news. Lula da Silva sworn in today as Brazilian president. This is the motorcade. The veteran left-wing politician known widely as Lula led the country between 2003 and 2010. The inauguration ceremony took place under tightened security after alleged threats of violence by supporters of Bolsonaro, the predecessor. The president-elect and incoming vice president paraded through Brasilia. You gotta admit, that's pretty, that's pretty pimp. He won by less than two percentage points. Promise to maintain, defend, and fulfill the Constitution, observe the laws, promote the good of the Brazilian people, hold up the unity, integrity, and independence of Brazil. Ao excelentíssimo presidente da República, senhor Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Today, our message to Brazil is one of hope and reconstruction. The great building of law, sovereignty, and development that this nation built since 1988 has been systematically demolished in recent years. Is it is to rebuild this building of national rights and values that will guide all our efforts. Boom, there you go. Lula, president of Brazil. Michael Brooks would indeed have been very happy. I'm glad he got to interview Lula before he died. 
hopefully the trials are behind him. I worry for his his life at this point. I don't think I don't think any charges could stick to him at this point. I would worry about an assassination attempt. God, like I, I during the best of putting that shit together, I, I, I put in the video of the Argentina vice president and that assassination attempt where the gun jammed. Holy shit. I've gotten a lot of views off of that video. Like watching that again, like it's insane. Let's go to natural disasters. Some horrendous storms hitting California, causing all kinds of damage. Flood damage. This is what San Francisco's MX3 Fitness on Market Street looked like this afternoon. These images only give you a glimpse of the widespread damage that happened across the city. KTVU's Alyssa Harrington picks up our weather team coverage live in San Francisco for us tonight. Alyssa? Well, the rain has stopped for the time being, but today's storm caused a lot of damage. Take a look at what's behind me. This huge tree toppled over in San Francisco's Noe Valley and completely crushed a parked car. I got a chance to speak with the car's owner who works at the bar on the corner. She told me she's glad she was not inside and wants to leave this bad luck in 2022. Today's rain was too much to handle for many parts of the city, and instead of celebrating New Year's Eve, people were mopping up, shoveling mud, and calling their insurance companies because of all this damage. Water was. I'm pretty certain that the insurance companies didn't answer. Side of a house in San Francisco's Bayview district, major flooding on Leconte Avenue damaged several homes. They were red tagged by the city, leaving residents without a place to stay on New Year's Eve. It's definitely a hard, hard way to start the new year. So you know we'll do the best we can. Jeremy Jacob. Sunday and a holiday. To see the damage, neighbors said rain runoff from the hillside behind their homes flooded their yards and patios. The garage door was closed, so then we open it, and then water just pours out. Because there was a, a bit of a landslide, all of the dirt came down and blocked all the gutters. So the water really had nowhere to go. Video Ooh. shared by the San Francisco Fire Department shows several feet of standing water against a sliding glass door. One of the firefighters says that she was in waist-deep water. Captain Jonathan Baxter said firefighters tried to divert the water and set up sandbags, but eventually had to let it through by opening the doors to some some of these homes. We had to get creative with the families and in some of these houses we use sandbags to actually make a river coming from the backyard going down staircases to the front um, door which is at the downward slope of some of these homes. Nobody was injured but some neighbors were upset and believe this could have been prevented if the hillside was better maintained. Definitely shock and sadness. I think you know obviously we're not the only ones affected. And all the Sadness that this brings. Uh, we're lucky to have a set of neighbors who all are here for each other. Everybody went into each other's homes. We all know each other. Torrential rains drenched the city, causing flooding, toppling trees, and triggering mudslides. Here's video from a mudslide near the main gate of Bernal Heights. Another slide blocked lanes along the Great Highway near Seacliff. And on Cesar Chavez Street, some drivers ignored the flooding and the road closure 
This driver Don't do that. Do not drive into high water. Yep, yep, yep. His car got stuck and started floating. And don't 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 do that. Here's a closer look of that car crushed by a falling tree in Noe Valley this evening. And then you can actually see the roots of that tree and where it uprooted right here on the sidewalk on 24th Street. Now, firefighters tell me that they responded to hundreds of calls throughout the day. But at this point, they don't know of any storm-related injuries or deaths in San Francisco. Reporting live, I'm Alyssa Herring. We'll go further north in the state. And just a few hours ago... Northern California experienced an earthquake. Seven newsroom, and we are here with some developing news. We are tracking a 5.4 magnitude earthquake that struck in Humboldt. Lord Locke, good evening. This morning, New Soros paid me. The epicenter of this earthquake is just nine miles southeast of the city of Rio Dell. And this is the same area that was struck by a 6.4 earthquake less than two weeks ago, just a few days before Christmas. Today's quake struck at 10.35 this morning, according to USGS. It has caused the city of Rio Dell to lose power. Again, the city also lost power during the quake two weeks ago. Now, a Rio Dell resident who is now displaced after last month's earthquake, uh, that earthquake caused the foundation of its home, uh, the, his home, to be shaken off its foundation. He says that this quake today also felt like a big one. He was at work in the nearby city of Fortuna when it hit. He said Barbara who? Here, it felt like the ceiling. Barbara was Walters? Down, what he tells us. Oh, he shit. Was waiting to hear from official. Let me tell you, we watched, we watched a piece on Barbara Walters last night. And uh, what, did she, what did she say to Ronald Reagan to his face? Uh... <laughs> What do you say about the accusations that you only care about rich people? <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty fucking based. Apparently this earthquake happened in the same area. But it was it was less powerful than the last one. I was like, that was, that was fucking... She asked Nixon, do you regret not burning the tapes? He's like, well, I think I do. <laughs> I did not do a good Nixon impression. Don't hold that against me. I've never tried. That was my first attempt. I, I, was, I was impressed by her getting in Reagan's face like that. That was fucking based. So, but like, I, I felt like I gave it its proper attention. We did like four minute, five minute little piece on her. And we, we got to hear her say that to Reagan and it was worth it. I'm sorry that I did not stick around long enough last night with the New Year's coverage and we could have seen something else that might have been really cool. Some cops got attacked last night. There were some, some cops attacked during the New Year's Eve celebration. I guess it was already New Year's Day when it happened. It happened after uh, the ball dropped. Alleged Islamic extremist in machete attack on NYPD cops asked family to repent to Allah in a disturbing manifesto. Do we have, do we have video of the attack? Or is this the aftermath? Oh, crazy. Nash, good evening. 
make eye comment. Did I say good evening to your lovely face? This is the scene in New York last night that we missed out on. Islamic extremist suspected of attacking NYPD cops with machete on New Year's Eve penned a disturbing manifesto that urged his family to please repent to Allah and accept Islam, police sources told the Post. I remember, you, you can't always trust the cops. Trevor Bickford, a main resident who arrived in the Big Apple just days before the attack, carried the handwritten note in his backpack along with a collection of religious material and $200 while staying at the Bowery Mission in Manhattan. My family, specifically mother, I'm sorry for not having been a good enough son, the note read. Uh, I fear greatly that you will not repent to Allah, and therefore I hold hope in my heart that a piece of you believes so that you may be taken out to the hellfire. What? That didn't make any sense to me. My brother Travis, of anyone I've known who I have felt in, is closest to faith, it's you. Of anyone I've ever wanted to accept Islam with me, it's you. Please repent to Allah and accept Islam. I fear for you. So that is Trevor Bickford. He is 19 years old. He came from Maine, was shot in the shoulder after attacking cops with a machete. Taken away, I assume he's handcuffed. Addressing his other brother, who sources said is in the Marines, the suspect allegedly wrote, To Devin, there was a time when we were close, but that time has passed. You have joined the ranks of my enemy, and for that, I can give you no kind words. Return to Allah. Bickford of Wells, Maine, is believed to have found religion in recent years following the death of his father, Tom, from an overdose in, 29, or in 2018. Dean's father played a very active role in the lives of his three sons and could often be found coaching them at football and wrestling. I... <clears throat> so, um... The little white boy from Maine? Converted to Islam. Went to New York and attacked some cops. Do I have this story right? He thought he was on a suicide mission. He thought he was going to suicide by cop, I assume. Because that note sounds like somebody who doesn't think he's going to live. So he wanted to martyr himself.
Sources said Bigford became radicalized as recently as a month ago. Bigford's radical shift put him on the FBI radar before he hopped an Amtrak train and traveled to New York, arriving on December 29th. Around 10 p.m. on Saturday, he allegedly attacked cops working the Times Square detail, including a rookie on his first assignment. The young cop, who was still assigned to the police academy, suffered a gash to his head. A Staten Island officer stuff, uh, suffered blunt force trauma to the head. Both were taken to Bellevue Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Bigford was shot in the shoulder and wounded during the attack. He remained hospitalized Sunday and has not yet been charged. That seemed to be a picture of the machete that he wielded. It is unclear how long Bigford had been staying at the Bowery Mission, but police sources said investigators found a sheath for the machete, a variety of other knives, and a collection of religious material. According to reports, Bigford once appeared to be a typical American teenager who played on a championship football team at Wells High School, won an art award in school for his jewelry, and made the honor roll as a freshman. That's a wild story. And that's not the only wild story I have for you tonight. I'm I'm just dumbfounded. I'm not high enough for this shit. This is not the only one I have for tonight. I didn't content warning you. I'm not, I'm not high enough. I'm not high enough for any of this. Okay, so this one is another insane story. Gonna be dealing with trans issues. There's murder involved and there might be abuse. I don't know the full story. Yes, I need to get high before this. Or high. This one's got it all, though. She's a internet influencer, wannabe model. Accused New York City killer, Nikki Sacadino. Uh, let me get you a kitty. Let me get you a kitty. Had a box for him. There's a Smokey. Say hi, Smokey. 
the cat. Did you miss the kitty? Oh, I will. I will not let anybody miss out on the kitty. I think socks. I think socks might be down in the box. Socks. They were killing me last night. Like one of, like Maynard was with me all night. He's right next to me. Which isn't usual for Maynard. Like I mean, he's been really sweet here lately. But then Smokey uh, and like I, we're gonna we're gonna do the Nikki. Secondino. Secondino? I guess we'll do that after the commercial break. Go bullshit about cats and get high. If you're subscribed, I'm, I'm going to stick with you. Probably going to regret it. I'm probably going to need to pee long before the, not long before the next hour. But if you're not subscribed, you're going to get the you're going to get the Twitch commercials, but you're not going to miss out on anything. I'm just going to be bullshitting. When you guys get back, uh, we'll do the Nikki Secondino. Secondino. Nikki Secondino. And like, she wanted to be a model and like, she is uh, very attractive. So I, I understand how some people are, are making her out to be a heroine. Well, we'll get into it. We'll do we'll do the story. We'll do the story on the other side. We're talking about cats, right? Like, I'd get comfy with one cat, and then like another cat would come to the door. So I had Maynard all night, and then like Smokey would be like right here over. That's that's the prime spot, like right here. Smokey was right there on my shoulder, and then like Socks came to the door. And then like Smokey, Smokey also likes to lay on. He's got a scratching pet, and he likes to. Likes to lay on the scratching pad. Then, like, socks got up here on my shoulder. Oki started scratching, like, wanted to go outside. The whole, whole cat uh, musical chairs. It's, it's weird, because, like... Sometimes I'll get just all three of them and they'll just, they'll all sleep with me all night and no big deal. But sometimes like, I don't know if baby cat is scratching outside the door and it's like they hear something and they want to, uh, they want to go and then see what's up. Cause there's other cats, right? So like there's action they're missing out on. There's things going on. In the house. Let me see if I can hit the commercial break for Twitch. Yeah. All right, Twitch people, if you're not subbed, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the commercial break. But we'll we'll do the stories. We'll find out what that news be doing after you come back. All right. Now that they're gone, talk shit about. Them. No, no, no. I love everybody. That joke's gonna get old.
Apparently, uh, Sunshine has a way of waking Curiouser up, just like pawing at her head. Go dog! I would have to. I would have to. I have to go to some trouble to get you a dog, but there, there, there are dogs to be had. Not in the, not in the immediate vicinity, though. Cats. There are so many cats. We gotta, we gotta wait for the non-subbed people to come back from commercial break. It'll be like another two minutes. Oh, that, uh, that game, High on Life. I, is it like a card game that's based on weeds? I've played others like that. I had one called the Weed Game, and like you, you grew like weed in your garden, and then like there was like Windy Weed Whacker. Like you could, it was like a, a card that you could play, and it wiped out everybody's gardens. Oh, it's a first-person shooter? Oh, is it a PC game? I'm a PlayStation guy. The gun is voiced by Morty. What, uh, Justin Rowland? You guess it's humor. <clears throat> I mean, if it's if, if it's kind of like a Rick and Morty type humor, yeah, it's a it's a PC game. I mean, I got I just got some PC. I just I do my game I do my gaming over there on on the PS Five. What have I even been playing? Oh, I've been playing the director's cut of Death Stranding PS5. I mean, I like I love I'm a Rick and Morty fan. I don't know if I'm like that kind of Rick and Morty fan that like has the, I don't get toxic about anything. There's no toxic fandom. I'm not going to like beat a motherfucker over some Marvel. Some people get all serious about that shit. It would be a hell of a lot easier for me to stream if I played fucking PC games. That's the wild part. It'd be a hell of a lot easier for me to stream games. But then I'm also, you know, I don't want to stream games. That's what I do to relax. Play my game. Beat the shit out of Gran Turismo, apparently. The last season of Rick and Morty wasn't that good. Is that just me? Or is like, is the quality going down? 
Rick and Morty heyday. This season was the best, Warlord says. Are you like I didn't I never know with you. Are you just stirring the shit? I think it had an episode that I really enjoyed. I think it had like one of my favorite episodes of all time. Had several episodes that uh, I really didn't like. That's the one. That's the one where Beth has the affair with herself. That may be one of my favorite episodes of like the. That's it's one. It's it's kind of like. Um, You get an, like, sometimes you get a, an album by an artist and the album doesn't hit, but there's just like one song off of it. You're like, I fucking love this song. This is like one of my all time favorite songs by this band. But it's only one song and like the rest of the album doesn't resonate. That's kind of how it felt with me that, that season. Because they kept doing the incest joke. They kept going back to the incest joke over and over again. Also, like, Beth having. While the episode with Beth having the affair with herself is brilliant, that is also a joke about incest. It makes perfect sense and how it ends with, like, I, I hope, spoiler alert, how it ends with, like, Jerry being a sub to, like, you know, the... The, the dominant Beth and shit like that, like that's hilarious. That episode specifically is really fucking good and was a, a standout in a very weak season. But also the one where and that it might be that same it is that same episode, isn't it? Because it's it's Thanksgiving. And I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. Like he, like Rick is coming back from fighting the president, which has been like a running joke through a couple of the seasons. But I didn't like it's it's very subtle because <laughs> he's like morphing back from being a turkey. But that's one of those like that's one of those things that you can pick up on. All that shit. I just I, I kind of feel like it's missing out on the on the magic of the the older seasons. Like how their video game with the real with the realism settings and shit. And it was like an Atari. I'm sorry. I've been working on a bowl over. My, my bowl was gunky. I had to clean it. Because, yeah, we, we left off. I've still got so many interesting stories. We've got more crime shit. By the way, content warning.
do my breathing exercise. Anyway, content warning. Accused NYC killer Nikki Sacadino confessed that she wanted them dead. Allow me to show you the footage of her perp walk. Your first time seeing her. Nikki, what happened? She looks very proud of herself. Suck a dicko? Is that how you say it? Or are you fucking with me? No, suck a dino. Accused transgender killer Nikki Segadino. Gave cops a chilling confession to Thursday's slashing attack on her dad and sister. Declaring that she wanted them dead and boasting that she would have killed others if she could have. I came out of the bedroom. My father was sitting on the couch. This is what she allegedly told the cops after the attacks inside the family's Bensonhurst home. Which left dad Carlo dead and sister Liana fighting for her life. Hit him over the head with a hammer. Gave, gave him the old Pelosi she did. Then I reached uh, for my favorite German knife and I stabbed the shit out of him. My sister, came, my sister came out and tried to stop me and I stabbed her in the back, head and stomach. I wanted them dead. If I would have seen the 911 caller, she would have been next. I didn't plan it. I didn't have to. I don't remember where I put the knife. I am sure they will find it. Thursday, Nikki, 22, was charged with murder and attempted murder for allegedly killing her 61-year-old father and stabbing her 19-year-old sister. Initially told police that two intruders attacked the family and sexually assaulted me. Sources said she later confessed that she concocted the story after the attacks. Neighbors told the Post that they heard Nikki on the phone in the hallway after the attacks, claiming the family had been robbed by a pair of home invaders. Arriving cops found the elder Sacadino lying on the floor uh, in a pool of blood on the kitchen floor and his younger daughter conscious but critically injured. My sister stabbed me. The wounded teen allegedly told officers, Have you seen my dad? Go get him. Here's a good look at her face as she's being perp-walked. Now I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused. No motive for the killing has been revealed. A police source said Nikki was being stressed by family fighting. She was just getting annoyed at minor things and it just kept building up in her mind until she went into a fit of rage. Deadly assault came amid new reports of turmoil in the family. Late July, Nikki got a temporary order of protection against her dad and sister, claiming Leanna threatened to kill her and that her father was in the mob. It was very weird. It wasn't sophisticated. It was grammatically poor, one police source said of Nikki's request for the order. While a motive for the killing was not revealed, the family court request came after two incidents of threats and violence in the family earlier that month. 
515th, Nikki called the cops and claimed her father had threatened to kill her. Two days later, her sister was charged with assault and criminal mischief for allegedly tearing down window blinds and cutting, uh, cutting Nikki's hand. The judge agreed to sign off on the order, said sources, who added that her father was not believed to be connected to the mafia. He was supportive of her choices. Neighbor Joe Pagano said Friday of Carlo's relationship with Nikki, he never threw her out. That's a low bar. I don't think a neighbor is really privy to whether he was accepting of her or not. Ida, good evening. Poor, good evening. Somebody else snuck in here. Lord Locke, did I tell you good evening? Dustin, good evening. Rise, good evening. So glad to see you all. He was very lazy, he said. He wanted her to get a job. That was the biggest beef. If you were 20-something, not going to school, you've got to get a job. Friday, a GoFundMe was created for Leanna and her father with the site raising more than 10000 by midday. Locals said Leanna had come home from college to be with the family during the Christmas holiday and was planning to go see her boyfriend. Leanna was, is like walking sunshine and brings joy and positivity with her wherever she goes. Leanna's father, Car- Carlo, loved her very much, or loved her so much and worked, very, uh, worked hard every day to be the best father he could. The picture of Nikki, uh, I guess, thirst trapping on the on the gram. Police said Nikki was treated for slash wounds to her hands. Her father worked as a delivery man at a local eatery. He was a beautiful man, Brianna Pacheco, who worked with uh, Carlo Secadino at Mike's Diner in Brooklyn, told the Post. We'll come in with cupcakes and brownies. Here you go, guys. I mean, it's just, fair enough, Cora. It's just a photo. I did not read the these caption. I mean, it just it. Are you are you are you saying where it says she's a transgender woman? The ride has really ran with this story. I I thought part of the story was that she was abused by her family. Apparently, she did seek a protective order. The judge granted it. We don't know the whole story. So that's why she's being lionized by some people on, on Twitter. I mean, like... I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it as a pejorative when I say a thirst trap picture because like fucking, I follow plenty of thirst traps. <laughs> I kind of think it's funny that if someone was like a right wing figure was to go and look at my likes on, on Twitter, it's like all like girl dick. And that's funny to me. Like they're going to go with just like, they, they got to look at girl dick to see what Justin freaking likes. Dustin, did I tell you good evening? So, like, I'm not, I am not begrudging her for that picture. Not at all. I think it's a sad story all the way around. I didn't say, I just said girl dick. You added the white. What is wrong with you? 
I did not. I did not say white. <laughs> I just. I just said girl dick, and no, no, no. I. I would say. Representative of their populations in the United States. I don't I don't judge how I come across girl dick on, on Twitter. I'm also prey to the algorithm. But like if you if you must if you must know the story, uh there was apparently a a very cute trans girl that like to post uh, racy content on the Twitter and I followed her and she was like, oh my God, Justin freaking followed me because apparently she'd watched the stream before or maybe she was just, you know, trying to be, because uh, the, the, the best sex workers are the ones that get to know you on a personal level. <laughs> but like, I had whole conversations with her and stuff like, uh, before I lost that Twitter. I don't remember what her name was to find her. She was, she was like uh, 10 or something. I don't remember where she was from. Like, I do not discriminate on girl dick at all. Wait, how how did we get on it? No. How did we get on this topic? I was supposed to be reading the news. You live in sexual anarchy? And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little like kind of chaser to have a story about a, a murderer who just so happens to be trans. And then we get on like sexual things. That is bad journalism on my part. And that is something I don't want to be a uh, prey to. And I'm like, I'm not joking on that. I'm like, sometimes it's hard to tell when I'm serious or not. I'm not joking on that one. Like I try to, I tried, I try to catch myself. When you're just talking off the cuff like I am. I can't even find it. Where's my, yeah, there we go. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Cute little girl dick. Any whore. I got more fucked up stories for you. Let me hit the content warning. Those of you listening to the podcast, the chat got me way, way off topic. Blaming it on the chat. This one is about a dead kid in Baltimore. <laughs> As we close out 2022, it's another year of more than 300 homicides in our city. And we know that is a number that none of you want to see. WJZ is live. Caroline Forback with a look at the recent crimes and the latest on the investigations. Caroline. Well, good evening, Kelsey. Well, you can't judge me by closed captioning. Baltimore city is closing 2022 with another violent weekend. I pray it does change, but... 
it looks like it's getting worse. As of Friday, there have been 332 homicides in Baltimore City in 2022 and 687 non-fatal shootings, God according damn. to the latest data from Baltimore PD. Friday night, a seven-year-old boy was shot and killed in West Baltimore. May I mean, this this doesn't really qualify as a mass shooting, but goddamn, it's just another day. If I was to look it up, uh, I, I would assume that a mass shooting happened today. It was New Year's Day. Brandon Scott held a press conference at the scene. No family should have to feel that pain. A few hours later, three people were shot and one was killed in the area of North Cary Street. Homicide detectives are investigating these incidents as well as a long list of cases that remain unsolved. It's no question gun violence is a major problem in the city. There have even been a number of incidents of people being Mobile, Alabama. Well, we have to talk one about one killed, it. nine injured. About is the why. Why people are shooting and killing each other. WJZ talked to locals who say they want better for their city. They're hoping 2023 brings change. I know what you fucks were talking about when you said Jay Z. You know, I see now. Could be moving on with something. I see now. One man we spoke with says it's on everyone to help move this city in a more positive direction. Having what I can call. Oh shit, what I do this time? Something that can lead people, something they look to like a map. Oh, Lenny, good evening. And as always, if you have any information on any of these recent crimes, you can leave an anonymous tip with Metro Crime Stoppers. For now, reporting live here in Locust Point. Carol now, that's, that's the setup. 330 shootings in Baltimore. Record-breaking year for homicides. The right is going nuts over what the mayor said. But like, I tried to find the whole, because he seems cool as fuck. I tried to find the whole clip, but I couldn't. All I could find was his 10 seconds. But here's what he had to say about all of the shootings in Baltimore. Uh, in Baltimore and across this country right now, after the pandemic... We know uh, in Baltimore and across this country right now, after the pandemic, people are dying over dumb shit. And that's the reality. And we have to understand how we're going to hold those people accountable. We know uh, in Baltimore and across this country right now, after the pandemic, people are dying over dumb shit. And that's the reality. People are dying over dumb shit. This is the mayor of Baltimore. Uh, doesn't even say what his name is. They're outraged at the mayor's response to a seven-year-old being killed. Mayor of Baltimore is Brandon Scott. Elected in 2019. He says people are dying over dumb shit, and I'm I'm assuming he's right about that. The right is all clutching their pearls because he said that. No lie detected. Alright. More fucked up stories. Are you ready? More fucked up stories? 
We've been following this one the whole time. There's not really any any like news value to it other than the sensationalism and just because like Justin's been interested in this story. They they finally arrested a dude in the in the Idaho uh stabbing of of four college students. We've been here all along. The police have fucked it up, I'm pretty sure. And that's why I'm skeptical of the guy they arrested, but I'm fascinated because apparently he's uh he's like a criminal minds kind of motherfucker. <laughs> so I don't know if the police they're they're jacking themselves off. I will tell you that the police right now are jacking themselves off in Idaho. They're like, people doubted us and we took so long, yada yada yada. But this guy was good. That's the setup for what we're getting ready to to learn about. First, we're going to go to CNN, but then I got something for you. Details about the suspect charged in the deaths of four University of Idaho students seven weeks ago. CNN has learned that Brian Koberger's father was with him as he drove cross-country from Washington State to Pennsylvania. Police were tracking him the entire time. The suspect's lawyer speaking to CNN about the four murder counts his client is facing. He's doing okay. Uh, He's shocked a little bit. Um, Obviously, he's calm right now. Uh, You know, we don't really know much about the case. Now, your client is highly educated very intelligent. He has to appreciate the seriousness of what is happening. Yeah, apparently he's the FBI core. He is very intelligent. Uh, in my hour conversation with him, that comes off. Uh, I can tell that. Uh, and he understands where we are right now. Investigators honed in on Koberger by tracking his car and through DNA evidence, according to law enforcement sources. CNN's Veronica Miracle has more on the relief that many are feeling in Idaho. There has been such a sense Idaho. of relief in this community now that the I couldn't resist. I'm fucking course, in second grade. It the fact that four gruesome murders took place in this seemingly safe town, in this rural college community. But now that there has been an arrest, we have heard from people who just feel such relief. In fact, what is up, Cortez? came by here to the Moscow Police Department to drop off a gift. He was so grateful. He says this community, of course, has been impacted emotionally. Everyone has been on edge for the last seven weeks. But it's also impacted the economy. He's a business owner and his employees are students, as are most. Yeah, I'm skeptical as well, Dustin, but like, wait till I tell you about this kid. Impacted where students have left because they just don't feel safe being in this city. And so they wait till I tell you about this kid. And so now so many people are hoping that this community comes back together when students come back to class in uh, the next couple of weeks. In terms of the Moscow Police Department, you know, there's been a lot of criticism over the last seven. I have 1,000. Good evening. How are you, my friend? Information. And every time we would ask why that was, they said they wanted to protect the integrity of the investigation. There were no leaks from this small department, and they kept all of their information close. They say that they are glad that they did that. The police chief saying he wouldn't change a thing, and in fact, he is receiving apologies now. Here's see, what see, this is the police chief jacking himself uh, off. Emails. Some apologizing. Um, you know, we're... we're uh, pretty humble group here and uh, we know that people are going to be watching what we're doing and bullshit detected and we have a job to do we continue to do it and it does feel good to uh, we held everything close for a long time 
and Doge Hive. The reason that we've stated, and I think the end result here proves to a lot of people that maybe it was exactly done right. Brian Koberger, good evening. Pennsylvania right now, but he has an extradition hearing coming this Tuesday. His public defender has told CNN that he is going to waive his right to that extradition hearing, and so he could be back in this state as early as Tuesday. I asked the police chief how long that process will take. He says it could be a couple of days. It could be as early as Tuesday. When he arrives back here, he will go to the Latoff County Jail. Veronica Miracle, CNN, Moscow, Idaho. Oh shit, let's do this. FBI special agent. All right, Mary Ellen, we learned that the suspect traveled with his father cross country from Washington State, the Washington State Idaho border to Pennsylvania after the crime happened. So, hearing that, what's the first question that you have here? Well, obviously, the first question is did the father know anything? And at this point, we don't. I believe he did. The father certainly could be um, in a position. But we don't know. Okay. Travel 25 yeah, like I'm, I'm cutting her off first and like apparently the the kid in the in the petito case or whatever uh, Or the the mom in the petito case offered to help bury the the body or some shit That came out in civil little gate litigation or some some shit like that. I don't know I'm speculating at this point. I heard something like that but Let's Let's go to the Daily Mail for some gossip here. This is more interesting what that FBI agent had to say. This is purely speculation from an unnamed source that apparently leaked from the the police department. So take it with a grain of salt. This is the Daily Mail. But it's, it's fun to speculate sometimes. And I do a show called The Troll Patrol. This ain't real news. Idaho suspect stalked victims for weeks and wore gloves after quadruple murder to avoid leaving a trail of evidence. This is a claim of a friend of an investigator. He's not stupid and has been very careful. Uh, the man accused of horrific slayings of four University of Idaho students was allegedly stalking them in the weeks leading up to the murders and wore gloves in public places after the killings. <laughs> Take the Daily Mail with a shot of, of uh, penicillin. Clinically, that's fire. Brian Koberger, 28, was fastidious. Fastidious. Well, not leaving his fingerprints behind after the murders, even wearing gloves when he entered a grocery store, according to a friend of one of the police officers assigned to follow him there. He's not stupid and he's been very careful. All Koberger uh, was under surveillance in Pennsylvania, according to the source. Police witnessed him appearing to try to avoid leaving any more DNA or fingerprints behind by taking protective measures in public good friend of ours was one of the cops who has been following him the last couple of days. Uh, this is how the source explained their connection to the surveillance picture of Koberger. Anonymous, please. This is anonymous text from just somebody on the internet. So take it with a grain of salt. He was arrested only 40 minutes from our home near our aunt and uncle's. 
went to school with my cousins. His sister lives in our town. A good friend of ours was one of the cops who's been following him the last couple of days. He coaches with my husband and he was telling him all these crazy details. He followed him into a giant local grocery store and wore gloves the entire time. He's been stalking them for weeks. Not sure if they ever interacted, but his cell phone pings followed their every move for weeks. So freaking scary and disturbing. I've been so invested in this case for the last six weeks and to find out how close he is to us and that one of our friends found him and arrested him is just crazy. According to students in his class, Koberger acted as if nothing had happened after the killings took place. WSU's online directory shows he worked as a teaching assistant for the university's criminal justice and criminology program. He was also a PhD student in the department. Students in the program told Fox Seattle, ooh, do we have video? Boom. That's really the question, isn't it? Is we're trying to answer who Brian Koberger is, the man who moved from Pennsylvania to study in Pullman, and what could have possibly been the motivation behind stabbing four unsuspecting undergrads. This is the face police in Moscow say murdered the four University of Idaho students. Now Brian Koberger is in custody, arrested in Pennsylvania this morning as we try and learn more about him. The 28-year-old attended Northampton Community College, where he made the dean's list at least two semesters, then graduated to Sales University in his home state of Pennsylvania with a master's in criminal justice. This fall, he moved to Pullman to begin his first semester at Washington State, seeking a Ph.D. Some of those that knew him in school describe him as professional, nice, mature. Bizarrely, his prior research includes this, a survey targeting responses from criminals asking how they committed their crimes with Ugh. prompts like, why did you choose that victim? Before making your move, how did you approach the victim? And how did you leave the scene? At DeSales, one student says she was approached by Koberger in the library to take another different kind of survey. He was there for, I want to say, like two weeks. Like I saw him like walking around the library and I thought that was weird. I was like, how many people do you need to survey? It was like a numerical scale with like some questions. And like, I believed it was like about empathy to see like how empathetic like a person is. Would you help a person if like this happened or like if they caused a situation, would you still want to help them or feel bad for them. Junior Megan Burns says even her and her friends were captivated by what happened across the nation in Moscow. We started, we all locked our bedroom doors at night. Like I live in an apartment area on campus and like our apartment locks, but like one night, like we all just like, we were all watching videos and like we all got super scared, like, cause we were all following like the whole case. And then like one night we we're like, you know what? Everyone's locking their own bedroom doors tonight. Like we we're just so freaked out. The fact that like, like I met him like on multiple occasions. It's like, it's insane. Like I can't even wrap my head around it. And the latest I've been able to confirm tonight is a remarkable element to this alleged crime. Koberger did in fact return to class and even continued serving as a teacher's assistant in Crim J302, a criminal law course. According to multiple students after the November 13th murders, Koberger was still around in class acting as if nothing happened. From the news, wow. Fox 13 News.
Kohlberger memorably harassed female staff at Seven Siren Brewing Company near his hometown. What? He's planning to waive his extradition. Shurik told NBC that employees labeled Koberger in their system as a guy who makes creepy comments that he once called a staffer a bitch for uh, spurning his advances. According to staffer's notes, Koberger would have two or three beers and then just get a little too comfortable. The behavior was so upsetting that the brewery owner approached his patron about it. Koberger denied the behavior but never showed up at the bar again. Wow. This is the cops at his apartment. Hazemaker, good evening. Tadpole, good evening. This is them searching his apartment. Lord Racer, good evening. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Pigs can go downstairs. He waddled down him. Baraza? So glad to see you, my friend. I'm Justin Freakin. I do the news. This is the police searching the apartment of the alleged Idaho killer who stabbed to death apparently four students from the University of Idaho. Allegedly. I want to be sure I uphold my journalistic integrity. This is video from outside of his apartment. It's very uneventful. Got into the mind of the killer though. I don't know what I think. Again, you got to take the daily mail with a grain of salt. My inclination is to think that the Idaho Police Department did a really bad job. That was the reporting coming out of Idaho. Now that they've arrested the guy, they seem really confident. And I mean, the profile fits. Kind of, it's kind of like a Dexter going on here. I got another one for you. I still, I, I still got another one for you. We're, we're still doing true crime stories tonight. Here on New Year's. I had never heard Gigi Jordan. Nabil, good evening. How are you? We've got some new faces here. For those of you who don't know me. I, I do politics and the news. 
Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. We do a news rundown. I would describe my position on the political spectrum as uh, kicking authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Oh, you thought I was going to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole, didn't you? Give me that eye pussy, sir. I haven't pulled that one out in a while. Some stuff's better from a can. I uh, I actually prefer the gelatin can, and a very few things. I'm a I'm a food snob. All my friends will tell you. I actually prefer the can gelatin uh, cranberry sauce, like a fresh cranberry sauce. A fresh cranberry sauce, okay. Hell yeah, Nabil. Welcome. I don't remember rating you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're awesome, my friend. I'm really stoned, and I was probably really stoned then, too. Try to tell the truth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dustin, good evening. If I told you good evening, I might have told you good evening like five times already. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to fall asleep right after the show. I don't want to fall asleep on camera. Smash, I love your face. Oh yeah, we're getting ready to do fuck up story. Fuck the fuck. I am, I am. Fucked up story. Fucked up story. Content warning fuckers. I had no clue who Gigi Jordan was. Apparently, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson revoked her bond and she committed suicide and i'm gonna tell you this one this one is gruesome he was a millionaire pharmaceutical executive convicted of manslaughter in the death of her eight-year-old son her body was discovered inside her brooklyn home and what cops are investigating is a possible suicide Oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, Judge Jackson. It was Judge Sonia Sotomayor. The cause of death is yet to be determined, but sources said... Uh, a note was found at the scene, so it does seem to be suicide. The body was found around 12.30 a.m. Friday at her apartment. According to sources, just hours after U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor issued an order that was expected to send Jordan 62 back to prison. Why the fuck was she out of prison is, is the question. 
The cause of death is yet to be determined, but sources said a note was found at the scene. I am pretty hardcore prison abolitionist, but this is the kind of person that prison is meant for. It marks what might be the final chapter in a long tale full of bizarre twists and turns. Jordan was accused of force-feeding her autistic son, Jude Mira, a lethal dose of pills in February of 2010 inside a luxury suite. A uh, Peninsula Hotel. Peninsula. I am high. What a piece of shit indeed. Take a look at that. That is the face of a evil person. If evil exists. She did spend some time in prison. During a strange six-week trial, Jordan's defense lawyers argued she killed the boy while in a state of extreme emotional disturbance, fearing he was about to be murdered by her ex-husband. A Manhattan jury acquitted her of the top murder count, found her guilty of manslaughter. She was sentenced to 18 years in prison, but a federal judge tossed her conviction in 2020 over a procedural misstep. The trial judge had briefly sealed the courtroom over the objection of Jordan's lawyers and U.S. Magistrate Judge Sarah Cave ruled that while the error hadn't harmed Jordan's case, her Sixth Amendment right to a fair trial had been violated. Jordan was sprung from prison on December 9, 2020 after serving more than 10 years of her sentence. At the time, Cave ordered her release to home confinement as her case played out, so she was still on home confinement. On Thursday, Sotomayor issued an order reversing a previous one from December 20th, allowing Jordan to remain free on bail while the high court weighed her appeal. Fuck that woman. Millionaire pharmaceutical executive. Killed her autistic son. I'm sad that I don't believe in hell, so I could say that there's a special place in hell for her. I told you that one got dark. A bill gifting a sub. Yeah, thank you so much. You are awesome. Getting close to that 69 goal I set because I'm fucking child. This is a, a, a video that is going viral. Top getting a little uh, physical. The younger gentleman. The Broward Sheriff's Office is reviewing a deputy's use of force in an arrest posted on social media. Broward Sheriff's Office is reviewing whether a deputy used appropriate force when he wrapped his arm around a seated man's neck and slammed him to the ground during an arrest. Power lifter Brett. Good evening, my friend. Thank you for being a freaking follower. 
Take a look at the video here. I promise you'll get to talk to as many deputies are in Weston. If you can't tell, they're all coming. <laughs> Stay over there. Hey, Bosman, just listen. Stay over there. When everybody else gets here, they all need to go. He's a 15. They all need to go? They all need to go. He's a 15. All right. Oh hell! Hey, we're gonna be outside. What? What the fuck? What the fuck indeed? Did you see what he did? But did you see what he did? Bro, hey, what? Wow, bro. Find out what he was accused of. Four men were approached by deputies at Bonaventure Town Center in Weston about 2.30 p.m. on December 22nd after employees reported two people smoking marijuana. That's what that was over. Two people reportedly smoking marijuana. The club's management asked deputies to go into the gym and asked a group of men in their early 20s to leave. Deputies said while they were escorting them out of the club, the group became loud, argumentative, and caused a disturbance. One of the men called the executive director racist and cursed at him. Several videos on TikTok and on Twitter this week show the incident outside of the members-only club in a minute-long video. Kali Pace, 22 of Coconut Creek, Another man sat on a ledge as two male deputies and a female deputy stood near, uh, nearby. Video shows one of Pace's friends stood up and walked towards Pace before Deputy Patrick M. Keegan pointed at him and said, stay over there. And that's the one that slammed him. Watch it again. I promise you'll get to talk to as many Broward County, Florida. You can't tell, they're all coming. <laughs> stay over there. Disposable thumb, good evening. When everybody else gets here, they all need to go. He's a 15. They all need to this go? was completely unprovoked. Alright. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. We're gonna be outside. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, 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 what? Wow, yo! What the fuck? What the fuck is that? Did you what what just happened there was a far worse crime than what they were accused of, which was smoking a little pot, causing a disturbance, causing the scene. I thought this was America. I thought this was America and you were allowed to cause a scene. Smoke a little pot. I'm not sure what the law uh, what the laws are in Florida. Okay, so I want to I want to talk about this documentary. I'm going to show you guys this is I saw this 2 minutes of footage on Twitter. It is a a segment from a documentary that is on HBO. I, cause my buddy had offered me his HBO max login 
just a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, I don't have time to watch anything. I saw this piece of footage. And I immediately went and watched the documentary. <laughs> but it was also about time for me to take a break and eat some food and shit like that. So I kicked back and I watched the documentary on HBO. But this is this is called This Place Rules. You know, it's a video of somebody, you know, it's somebody's cell phone of a fucking video. Because you get taken down from HBO. But this this piece of video is amazing. This is Andrew Callahan. He's he's apparently a social media influencer. He he went around and like interviewed like crazy people and goofy people for his Instagram and YouTube and shit. Somehow got caught up in all the the chaos of the QAnon in 2020, and this is just you. This is just amazing. You have to watch it. I think Nancy Pelosi and those people set all of that up. They had Antifa go in dressed as MAGA people. In the following video, we dox 635 known Antifa terrorists. We apologize if you're not. Thank you, clinically. Hell yeah. Antifa. We've been living. That's the first thing I want to point out. (laughs) They they even, they know that they're bullshitting so bad that they have to put in, we apologize if you're on the list and you're not Antifa. The terrorists. We apologize if your name appears and you are not Antifa. We've been living in a... DJ Dub, good evening. ...deception. It worked for a while until social media came along. Social media is the one that got Trump in, the outsider. And he's about as far from a pedophile as you're going to get. That's the second just outlandish fucking claims. I can play you videos of him talking about his own daughter... Of him talking about other, like, there is stories of him walking in on underage girls at the Miss Teen whatever fucking pageant. Dude. Dude. He was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. He's after these people, and that's why they're after him. (sighs) Pedophile. Pedophile, definitely. Because she eats the babies. Oh, yeah. I call him creepy, sleepy, chomo, Uncle Joe. What's chomo, what, is, what does chomo mean? Chomo is a, is a jailhouse term for child molester. <sighs> Pedophile. There's something I need to talk to you about. On May 19th, 1999, you were convicted of sexual abuse in the first degree and sodomy in the second degree of an eight-year-old boy in New Jersey. So according to this paper, you are a registered sex offender and a convicted pedophile. On a false conviction. You want to take a look at that? No, I know I've seen the paper. I pled because you I pled knew. guilty. Yeah, because I did what Michael Flynn did. I knew I couldn't win. Have you ever heard the term projection before? Yeah. Do you feel Hillary like Clinton does it all the time? 
Do you feel like maybe you're projecting? But... No, I'm not projecting. I saw that two minutes and I'm like, I gotta watch this documentary and it is, it is excellent. I could understand. And I thought it, I thought about that because I, like, I've already watched that scene. I'm watching the movie and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as you know, they're going into that scene. I'm like, wow. I wonder if he had security behind the camera. I wonder if he at least had a friend that's standing behind him looking fucking tough. I thought I I thought that as well, but I also like I've got to applaud that he he did kind of come at it with a neutrality. You could say that he both sides did, but he just kind of like I think he tried to take a hands-off approach and let things speak for themselves. But yeah, he did do some equivalencies times that made me a little uncomfortable. But like I can Did he really clinically? Fucking, I mean, like, if I had the opportunity, I'd go do some vice shit where I'm like going through like Africa on the front lines of some kind of civil war. Like, I'm, I would totally do that shit. I have no regard for, for, for art like that. I would totally like risk my life. Other than that, I'm a complete wuss. <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't do anything risky. Other than if it was like, you know, hey, somebody's paying me to go take some video, do some fucking cool shit. I'm into that shit. Like, I would be down with going with with Andrew, but like, for something like that, you're working for HBO. God, I wish you, which I don't know that he he was actually working for HBO at the time. He could have made the movie and then sold it to HBO. But like, fuck, I would have, I would have wanted some security. That is, that is a very scary scene. I think Nancy Pelosi. And then again, I also want to say this dude is all fucking puff. Nothing to him. As MAGA people. In the following video... We dox 635 known Antifa terrorists. We apologize if your name appears and you are not Antifa. We've been living in a deception. It worked for a while until social media came along. And social media is the one that got Trump in, the outsider. And he's about as far from a pedophile as you're going to get. He's after these people and that's why they're after him. Pedophile. Pedophile, definitely. Because she eats the babies. Oh, yeah. I call him creepy sleepy. I'm no fan of Hillary Clinton. But, like, she ain't eating babies. I don't think. I mean, there's always an outside possibility. I had fun in 2016. I said Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. I took all the popular memes that were going around at the time and like I would insert Hillary as a lizard person into all of them. It was very, it was a fun time. It was a different time. 
I don't think she's eating babies. And like, Joe Biden might be a little creepy. That's 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 a fair assessment. Beyond that, he's gone too far. Come on, man. Chomo, Uncle Joe. What's Chomo, what is, what is Chomo mean? Chomo is a, is a jailhouse term for child molester. I don't think Joe Biden's a child molester. I don't think I don't think Jonah Hill is a pedophile. There's something I need to talk to you about. On May 19th, 1999, you were convicted of sexual abuse in the first degree and sodomy. You think that's what he was labeled in jail? He, they called him Chomo? So, according to this paper, you are a registered sex offender and a convicted pedophile. On a false conviction. You want to take a look at that? I know I've seen the paper. I pled. Because you I knew, guilty. yeah, because I did what Michael Flynn did. I knew I couldn't win. Have you ever heard the term projection before? Yeah. yeah. Do you Hillary feel like Clinton does it all the time? Hillary Clinton does it. Projecting by no, I'm not projecting. Hillary Clinton does projection. All right. If if you're not subbed, you're gonna get some commercial break. And we're going to do Trump on New Year's. We're going to do some politics. Asa Hutchins, the governor of Arkansas, is going to be running for governor. A pastor has attacked Trump for being too nice to the gays. We're going to finish off the news bloopers that we were watching last night. We didn't do all of them. We're going to come back. We're going to watch some news bloopers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here's you some commercial breaks. Still here with everybody else. Killing. Oh, there was fried chicken from Bojangles. All the fixings. That, that message was from two hours ago. Gonna make a good snack here in a little bit. Weed time indeed. Also, I thought that I thought that clip was a good setup and in, in the flow of the show to go into the Trump shit here in a minute. I may still use the New Year graphics. Don't anybody judge me. I really like it. I like the I like the like gold, silver, black shit going on. I like the troll with the with the New Year's hat because it is New Year's observed. It is the official holiday of the federal government, so it's still New Year's. And I switched back. I switched back the song. Warlord criticized the new countdown song when I when I first debuted it. Didn't think didn't think it sounded like newsy troll patrolly enough. 
I switched back to the old because I loved the old song. I I considered not changing back to the old song. Yeah, I like the logo with the little glasses for the the L. It's not a. It, it, I mean, it is a problem of training. Like we we went over that killology shit, all the all the the muscle bound fucking idiots, thawed that go around training the police and just tell them to you know empty their clips into everybody. Like that's a matter of training, but it is also a matter of policy. The way we arm them, the way we, the way they interact with with, with the people. You know, when you have a when you have a police force that is removed from the community it serves, you want your beat cops to you know go around and know everybody at all the shops and, and like know all the kids' names. It's in an ideal world. Know the kids' names. That what you, what we know about cops, you probably keeps cops around away from kids. But ideally, you want them to to know the community that they're policing, because then they don't treat them like criminals all the time. But we've actually that's and that's a documented thing that police departments have done is to make sure that the like police are from different areas than the areas that they patrol. And that's that's a systematic thing. That's a that's a policy choice that we make. That, that goes far beyond training. So and there's there's other things. Our our criminal justice system, I love a lot of things about it. Like I really wanted to practice law. Like if I had life to do over again, I would have I would have got a law degree. I still may at some point in time in my life. Who fucking knows? But uh, it needs a lot of tweaking. I love our political system. I do electoral politics, but it needs a lot of tweaking. And I got I got ideas. We we gonna find out what that news be doing now. So it was Sunday. Gotta have the Sunday shows. Gotta do the politics shit. Asa Hutchins, when he is the governor of Arkansas, went on CBS this morning or whatever the hell it is, and really tore into Trump. Apparently, so get out the popcorn, hear it. He's a Republican, the Republican governor of Arkansas. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who is set to leave office later this month. He joins us now from Little Rock. I do believe he is running for president in 2024. Uh, good morning to you and happy new year to you as well. Happy new so, year, uh, bitches. I, wanna, I know you're thinking about a run for president. I want to get to that. But first, it's been a six weeks since Donald Trump announced. I knew it. It's been quite a six weeks. He had a dinner with an anti-Semite and, and a white supremacist. It uh, did happen. Tax returns have been a release showing that he was awash in debt, uh, uh, losing money, not paying much in taxes, that he tried to trademark tried to trademark the term rigged election. He floated the idea of nullifying part of the Constitution uh, so that he could nullify uh, the 2020 presidential election. Um, and he hasn't done a single event, at least that I can see, a public event outside of of the uh, outside of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, what, what is your sense, Donald Trump? Is is he 
at this point, like some of the polls suggest, actually the front runner for the Republican nomination? Well, I, I think you have to start him out as the front runner simply because uh, he's polling that well. He's the former president. But as I have said all through 2022, uh, he does not define the Republican Party. Yeah, he does. Have to have other voices, and to me, uh, that's the key thing for the future. And whenever you look at uh, what's happened uh, with Donald Trump since he announced that he's going to run again for president, is that you've had continued chaos that has surrounded him. He has actually been fairly quiet. And so it's it's an opportunity for other voices to rise. Oh, I got him speaking. Solving common sense conservatives, and they can shape the future of the Republican Party, but also provide the right counterbalance to Biden's failed policies. And to me, that's what we have to do in 2023. His popularity among Republicans has certainly come down, but it's, he's still overwhelmingly popular among uh, Republican voters. How does a how does somebody, how does a fellow Republican challenge him, bring down that, uh, bring down that popularity and beat him among Republican voters in a primary? What's the key? Well, first of all, you have to beat him like he's still classified documents. You have to realize it's going to be a longer campaign, most likely with a number of candidates in there. And then you have to also see that it's different than 2016 when uh, Donald Trump was new on the national scene. He was uh, uh, somebody that uh, everybody liked, uh, his anger, he, his, the chaos that he did create. And that's not a new thing anymore. And so I think people move away from it rather than embrace it. So uh, you need to have simply uh, a message that's authentic to yourself, uh, a message that is problem solving and say this is what we need to do as a country. Am I the biggest in the category of contrast. freedom of speech? Hell yeah. Figure I didn't out think it was though. Together, both in our party, which is the biggest challenge for 2023, but also for our nation. I do think people uh, are ready to be for a healing time. This uh, pencil neck geek politics, will never be president uh, though. In our leadership that can uh, work to solve the serious problems that faces from the border uh, to inflation to the economy uh, these are issues that people care about and want leaders to address so i can't believe there's mike pence he thinks well, he might be president I'm no uh, later no. Uh, this month i'm excited about that but no Bill embarrassment uh, has been made now and we can't make a decision till a little bit later but I want to uh, be a part of the solutions for America. I want to showcase. Oh, no. I don't think Mitch McConnell would ever run for president. Uh, Mitch, Mitch McConnell is much more powerful in the Senate. I don't think he'd want that, that, that high of a profile. I, don't think, I think he knows he couldn't win a national race. It's that there, you can't have. He's very cunning. Address problems and offer solutions and ideas. That's why we had the Ideas Summit. Uh, this year uh, to focus on problem solving, and that's the kind, what kind of ideas uh, did you have what I want to offer this coming year. So if, if Trump does become the Republican nominee again, will you vote for him? Will you support him? Well, I'm going to do everything that we can to make sure there's alternatives that he is not the nominee. And of course, that's uh, all depends upon who else is out there. But I do not believe that Donald Trump should be uh, the next president of the United States. Uh, I think 
He's had uh, his opportunity there. I think January 6 uh, really disqualifies him for the future. And so we move beyond that, and uh, that's what so, I'm going to be focused on. So, so if, if January 6 disqualifies him, um, if you're going to do everything you, you can to be sure he's not president again, will you not support him if he is the Republican nominee? Just, just a simple question. Will you say, look, I'll, I'll write in another Republican. You don't have to f support a Democrat. You can write in another Republican. That's what Larry Hogan's done twice. Uh, w w will you say, I'm not going to support him no matter what? Well, I want to see what the alternatives are, and it's premature, Jonathan, to get into what might happen in 2024. Uh, that issue will come up, but I want to see uh, everything I can do uh, to make sure there is the alternative. the clock. Donald Trump is not the nominee of the party. That's the first thing, and let's figure out how to do that. Well, let me ask you. There's been talk that the Republican... Well, fuck. Goddamn motherfuckers. Uh, may say... God. That Fuck, to, fuck. to be in a presidential debate in 20, for 2024, to even be on the stage, you must commit oh, it wasn't on the clock? to supporting okay. the eventual nominee. Do you think that would be a mistake? I mean, it would, it would effectively tie everybody on that stage to supporting Trump if he wins. Well, I think it would be a, a mistake uh, to do that. Uh, you know, there's... He's fucking boring. Uh, I mean, I think it's obvious that uh, you've got a divided party in the sense that you've got a base of loyal Trump supporters, uh, but you've got uh, a, a what to me is even a larger majority of those that says we want to go a different direction. No, and nope, so nope. let's not uh, put up you ain't got uh, enough uh, obstacles to uh, one unifying the party, uh, but secondly, giving every chance uh, that uh, another candidate can have to. Uh, showcase their skills and uh, leadership capability and uh, and and to minimize uh, the chance that Trump is going to be the eventual nominee simply because the rules He's giddy are. about it. He thinks he's going to be president. You have to avoid that. But I guess you got to believe that in order to actually like play on that level. I have to ask you what should they do uh, about uh, Representative-elect Santos who has lied about his entire background. Uh, should the Ethics Committee consider expelling him? <laughs> Yeah, he shouldn't be seated. Uh, there has to be accountability for that. That is unacceptable. Uh, you know, it. I, I don't know whether you can go so far as to not seat him, but certainly the ethics committee should deal with this, uh, and he has to be held accountable for that. That's unacceptable in politics. It. I don't. I don't know if I got the chance to cover it on the Troll Patrol because of all the holiday shit, but like, he lied about his mom dying in 9/11. I did a freaking news about it, but I don't know if I covered it on the Troll Patrol. He lied about his mom dying in 9-11. He lied about being gay, possibly. He lied about uh, his family fleeing the Holocaust and Stalin. <laughs> he lied about working for Goldman Sachs. He lied about going to, uh, what was it, N NYU and... Some college that had a bougie sounding name that I didn't, I'd never heard of. But Trump, back to Trump. He appears to float third party threat if GOP won't back him. Former President Donald Trump has appeared to float the idea of running a third-party campaign if increasingly disgruntled Republican leaders don't get behind his 2024 run for presidency. And that would be very bad for the Republican Party. 
Trump signaled the possibility by posting an article on Truth Social on Wednesday. The coming split by Dan Gurlter, right-wing journal American Greatness, promoting just such an option. Glintner believes such a move would torpedo Trump's chances of winning the White House, but it would also wipe out Republican hopes, which Glintner argued to be a deserving punishment for, for rejecting the former president. Love it. Love it. Fucking so into it. I've got a pastor here that is attacking Trump because he says he's too nice to the gays. I'm serious. It's like, where do you, where, where do you, where do you, where do you find people like this? Give you an amen before we do. Focused with the church about politics. And so many of the Christians have put all of their eggs in the basket that Donald Trump has to be president. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to tell you, I'm not sure that recently he did not disqualify himself from being president because he just hosted a gala at Mar-a-Lago for 500 gay Republicans and he made the public statement that you can go out and look at it and said, we believe in gays and we're going to fight hard for you and for your rights. Now hear me by the spirit. God can change his mind. There has been so much folk. Now, I love that because that means that, like, at least nominally people, like, know that bigotry is not very popular. Ghosted a gay. I mean... Do you want to see what it was like at Mar-a-Lago last night during New Year's Eve? Uh, content warning, you're getting ready to see Rudy Giuliani. It hang with prostitutes. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Oh God. It looks like a horrible time. I would hope that Birdie is not down at Mar-a-Lago partying the night away on New Year's. I highly, highly doubt it. Trump had a whole 
speech at New Year's, he invited the press and nobody showed up. I think Right Side Broadcasting carried it on Rumble, and that's all that happened. Trump's New Year's Eve media availability was was a nothing burger. No stations carried it. We can watch it, though. We can watch it. Starts at the 32-minute mark. Trump is... As we get in position here... Notice right side broadcasting is no longer going to be broadcasting on YouTube or, or Twitter. We got a live shot now of the red While Trump is speaking the, because uh, they're afraid they will get taken down for misinformation. To the camera right. Uh, my so pillow guy. Kind of Did you say my pillow guy? Playing right now. Like I was on crack. Came by here earlier and said a few words to us. What's up, Gardens? He actually wanted to stay here and talk a little bit longer. Good evening, my friend. Side, but we're so excited you're joining us on this uh, New Year's Eve as we ring in uh, 2023 live from Mar-a-Lago, just moments away from President Trump making uh, his brief uh, walk here from, it looks like, the uh, kind of the, 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 the ballroom. Uh, so, guys, should we have done this instead? Should we have watched Trump's New Year's Eve instead of Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton? Some few dinners there as well. Uh, and the, actually, the, the big ballroom is where he announced uh, just a few months ago that he was. And whoever that cute kid was that was was performing a few times when we when we switched over during commercial breaks. Well, glad you're joining us. A great time to share this broadcast. Tag a friend. Make a comment. Let us know what what exactly you're doing on this New Year's Eve after this all uh, wraps up here at Mar-a-Lago. Let us he's, know uh, where you're watching us from as, all, as well. We've he's given us the slow ramp. That's a lot of the international audience that we have. Trump loves the slow the ramp. There he is. The There's this stupid ass. Broadside broadcasting. Uh, I'm killing a lot of people, but hurting a lot of countries, and hopefully that'll get straightened out very quickly with Ukraine and Russia. We have to have that. We have to have a strong border, very importantly. We have to have a strong border. We have to have it now. Now. And uh, we have to bring back the economy. We have to get rid of inflation. It's destroying our country. Trump promised to bring back Merry Christmas in 2015, and he kept that promise. I, I wouldn't pay fucking shit for that dress. That dress is ugly. How's it about the campaign? Well, I think very good. You know, campaigns uh, really, you're talking about almost two years, but I think very good. I think we're doing really well. I saw poll numbers just today that were fantastic. And He's got the best poll. We're going to make America Magnificent poll. That's not true. We've heard descriptions of it. I think we have to look at the borders and we have to look at inflation very quickly. We have to stop the war between Russia and Ukraine. Any New Year's resolutions? The mushroom indeed war machine. Great 
relationship. We've gotten along very well from day one. It's not so much a poll. There you go. Uh, Obviously, uh, First Lady looking stunning uh, in the dress. No, that dress was ugly. Way into the ballroom. Federal effect, but that was our number one uh, story, most meaningful. Did they not even stick around for it? Because like it's nine o'clock right there. Of course, President Trump is responsible for a lot of that. Appointing a lot. They're like, ah, we're gonna cut away on the bench, and that not just on the Supreme Court, but really across the country. This is this is their rumble broadcast. That he did because we've seen exactly what happens when we get some of these other judges that don't. That's pathetic, right side broadcasting. The Constitution first. I think that's uh, that bodes well for his future in the Republican Party. That he's probably going to tear him apart, and he's not going to do any damage to the country anymore. I don't know. We're in for a wild couple of years. But before we do that, let's do a couple of things. Wrapping up 2022 again. I found Tulsi Gabbard talking about her big winners in 2022. And uh, I was flabbergasted by by one of the people she chose. Uh, I don't know if you'd call them a winner. To a close, it is worth taking the time to look back on who were the big winners and losers of the year. Elon Musk scored a big win for free speech. He bought Twitter and then he reversed the bans on several accounts and he released the Twitter files. The documents expose the security state censorship of American citizens, citizens and politicians and so much more. Meanwhile, Elon Musk has been kicked off his pedestal as the richest person alive, replaced by LVMH chairman. <laughs> oh, I'm glad somebody stitched that in. I've been cut in half this year. That's something we've been talking about due in part, of course, as we've also been talking about Musk's acquisition of Twitter. Fun it fact. was a year of many ups and downs for Elon Musk. Apart from being the Tesla chief and the Twitter CEO, the man has been in the news throughout 2022. And now he's become the first person in history to lose $200 billion. When Elon Musk entered 2022, he was the world's richest man. He's still richer than fucking God. Billion dollars, And he held that title for consecutive months for over a year. But as 2022 comes to an end, Tesla shares saw a sharp decline. And this meant Musk's personal wealth plummeted to $137 billion. He's been overtaken by Bernard Arnault, co-founder of Louis Vuitton. In headlines starting with this, the stock price of Tesla cars is heading for its worst month, quarter, and year on record. Shares are down 44% for December. Investors are bailing on the stock as CEO Elon Musk spends the bulk of his time running Twitter. Meanwhile... <laughs> oh yeah, decoding Fox News. Thank you for that. I'm not even following you guys. I need to follow you. Decoding Fox News on Twitter. Winners and losers of the year. Elon Musk scored a big win for free speech on Twitter, and then he. Re- I'm glad they stitched that together like that. Top notch work. Speaking of news bloopers, let's pick up where we left off last night. Our news bloopers, uh, the best of 2022. Museum anchor David Greenberg has the story. Uh, well, if you're a fan of baked beans here, Special Museum's now open. It's 
Open his doors again following summer renovations. The bushes <laughs> Beans, <laughs> beans. Oh, it's just so random. As Baked Beans brand has remodeled its museum in Tennessee for five months, it originally opened in 2010 at the same site as... Go flick the bean. That <laughs> was started... I apologize. In the early 1900s... You live in sexual anarchy. ...new upgrades include that interactive digital shelf and a virtual plant tour. The museum is open Monday through Saturdays uh, from 9 a.m. to 4... <laughs> 4 p.m. I'll tell you right the now. giant inflatable can of beans. On the floor and then eat. Uh, that brings us to our morning mug club question of the day. <laughs> what is the maximum? Truly. What's the maximum amount of time you would leave food on the floor before eating that? <laughs> if it was beans? Take commercial. Morning mug club question. Morning mug club question of the day. Go ahead. Comment on our Facebook page. Now to an exclusive. Anchor Mary Nelson has an update on the world's largest potato. We shared a story a few weeks ago about what might have been the world's largest potato named Doug. Well, it turns out, I love this story so much. It turns out, though, Mark, what a New Zealand couple dug up Hold on. wasn't a potato. Hold on, like she said it with a disdain. Facebook page. Now to an exclusive. Anchor Mary Nelson. I, like, I, I love this woman. I'm not proposed to potato. her. We shared a story a few weeks ago about what might have been the world's largest potato named Doug. Well, it turns <laughs> I love this story so much. <laughs> it turns out, though, Mark, what a New Zealand couple dug up wasn't a potato after all. In seeking a Guinness World Record, scientific testing showed it's a 17.4-pound gourd. A bummer of a twist, Doug had become a little... <laughs> A local celebrity, the owners even put a hat on it. <laughs> this card. Don't you love it? Wait, so it's like a, a cousin of like a pumpkin? I love how they put it in that. <laughs> or a squash? Call that little yellow truck. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just had, it's just sort of good for tourism. And now it's not a potato. Caitlin. Okay, but the, the question is, is it not still impressive? Like, oh, well, that's nothing for a gourd. We've got gourds that size. If it was a potato, it's impressive. <laughs> Did nobody, is that, is that the problem? Oh, well, fuck off. It's a gourd. Like, we see gourds that size all the fucking time. <laughs> Anyway, I missed where that was, but I want to go there now. <laughs> it was in New Zealand. Oh, like great. <laughs> I've already like used my vacation for the year. Hopefully it survives to next year. Oh, pulling it together. Celebrations begin for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. Anchors Fuck the Queen. and Candace Clift have more. 70 years on the throne. That is a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on the throne for how long? 70 yeah, years she's been, she's been on, the, on throne the throne for 70, for 70 years. Go ahead, you chuckleheads. <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh. You were supposed to just roll on with Yes, her legs are asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> 70 years. That is a long time to sit on the throne. Yeah, she was an old fuck. I'm sorry you have to work with this. I, I really, I really am. I'll 
Let's move on. Let's do it. If we can. A South Carolina <clears throat> dog has been crowned the world's <laughs> oldest living dog. I assume this wasn't when she died. <laughs> it's the world's oldest living dog, 22 years and 50 days old. Hey, we're, it's not time for the animal video yet. Records came the Toy Fox Terrier, the title, after passing previous title holder, 21-year-old Toby Keith of Florida. <laughs> Chihuahua. You gotta be kidding me. The owners reached out to the Guinness World Records book. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> After hearing about Toby Keith. <laughs> that was good. That was like reading that tune and country music. Walks and snuggling. For the morning forecast in Baton Rouge, here's meteorologist Brian Ramsey. Good morning. Thank you for waking up with us for NBC Local 33 today. I'm Courtney Williams. And I'm Reggie Marion. Let's send things over to meteorologist Brian Ramsey, who is just laughing today. What is so funny? He's so laughing. Why, oh why are gosh. you all laughing? I, I He's still laughing about what we what, what happened during the break. Okay, okay guys, y'all got to hear this. Okay. Oh, my no. God. Courtney was talking about this place called Wink, and I said, Oink? And then the one of our coworkers running. There, what do you think this is, Twitch? This is so funny. She said, "This is this is funny." You okay. Can't even get through it. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get through it. Uh, the person running camera said, "Yeah, it's a place that uh, we go get our makeup on." Wink. And then Reggie's like, "Oh, I didn't know there was a place called Oink that served makeup." <laughs> It was too funny. All right, we got. No, it wasn't funny at all, actually. We're out there right now, clear sky. We're doing bloopers. This is the top bloopers. Some of them have been really good. At the moment, the humidity, it's up there. We got winds coming in from the north this morning, but they're going to be getting turned from the south, and the subtly winds will. The subtly winds will be warming us up this afternoon. So it isn't. You shouldn't do that on air. At 36 degrees, as the, as the kids are, they're going to be wearing their jackets. This side For some reason, I thought that said Taco Bell. It's gonna be I may just be really stoned. <laughs> okay, our, my co-anchors are laughing. This is why this is difficult. <laughs> All right, feature track radar. No, this is showing much. God damn. Let's just get to the hourly temperature. Yeah, he's acting like like he got high for the first time. Pretty cool this morning in the 30s, but once we get into the afternoon, we're warming up into the mid-60s. So it's going to be a warmer day out there, and we're going to continue this warm-up. But there's some serious... NRG, like, I don't know, like... We have uh, some thunderstorms possible. You do this shit so much, like it just becomes routine. We could see some wintry precipitation, so I'll have more and I won't be laughing like this much coming up. <laughs> you know, traffic. And for traffic, traffic is. I've got cotton mouth, even though I've been drinking water. There was an accident on I 10 near Sorrento and LA 22, but that looks to have cleared up for the most part. It looks to be on the shoulder now, but we're still seeing some slowdowns there. Look at your ways traffic map. You'll see your main routes are mostly green. Yeah, to that still see that dust off your shoulder. On I-10, <laughs> back to you. And from spring heat to chilly weather, I'll let you know when the cold air will move in and temperatures will hit the 40s. That's coming up today on News 3 at 4. Thanks. Mic drop, everybody. Have a good weekend. But 2021 was...
No, no, no. We're not going back to 2021. That's too far back in time. None of that shit. I didn't like your mic drop. Alright, I got a special animal video and then I got another animal video if you don't like it. <laughs> if you don't like the animal, what kind of animal video am I going to show you that you don't like? I don't know. Like, I think it's cute, but you, like, I may show it to you and you may be like, kill it with fire. I don't, I don't know. I don't know which way this is going to go. But if you don't like this animal video, I will give you a more appetizing animal video. Check, check this little dude out. He's, he's eating some pineapple. I don't know if he's some kind of monkey or something. Type of bat, maybe? Has anybody ever seen an animal quite like this? That's a lemur? Thank you, Porg. I love you so much. There's not a lemur. Never seen a lemur before. I don't know what a lemur would look like. I, did they did they shave it for some reason? A marmoset? I think it's adorable. It's a lemur marmoset stumping something. Are those nails or are they some type of claw? Well, I mean, it's kind of like gremlin looking-y. <laughs> you, you could do a lot of coke off that finger. You could do a lot of coke off, off of his nail. I'm horrible. Alright, ju don't judge me if tomorrow night I also have the... New Year's graphics up. Because it is the observed holiday here in the U.S. It is when the federal employees, the banks and shit are taken off. So technically it's still the New Year's and I really, I like the black and silver and shit color. No judgments. Echo poop? No, echo poop is not where we're going. There we go. It's sad that I don't just type an E and it, it pops up. I don't know how that doesn't work. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. Oh, if you're watching on Twitch, you're heading to Echoplex Media. Uh, have a happy new year because it's New Year's Day and shit. And tomorrow's the observed. All that good shit. Good night, everybody.